Open, if you will, your Bible to Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20, and then maybe open your Bible also in a bit. We'll read um, Deuteronomy chapter 5, and we'll get started. Thank you, Esther. I wanted to take um, the time that she uh, gave us um, just as a message that we have this morning as a way of honoring the ministry that she does that God has given her a heartbeat for um, that's critical. The first commandment with a promise. We recently read the Ten Commandments when we were studying through the book of James. And in Exodus chapter 20, we find the fifth commandment. And I wanted us to read that this morning. This is the, this is the fifth commandment of the Ten Commandments. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12 says this. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. That's his word. That's the fifth commandment of the Ten Commandments. It's the first commandment with a promise. And so the first four commandments were significant. The fifth, the fifth uh, commandment had a promise attached to it. Uh, the fourth the fourth and the fifth commandments were the only two that weren't negative. The first one was uh, honor the Sabbath. This one is honor your mother and father. Uh, and you'll have a, uh, a promise that's attached to it as well. Of the Ten Commandments, there are only two that are, that are stated in the positive. This is one of them. It says this, honor your father and your mother. Your father and your mother. It's for both. It's not just the mother, though today's Mother's Day. Um, we wanted to emphasize that. I had a new thought. Maybe it was new. Maybe it was just a refreshing, something that I remembered again. I'm not sure. I'm thinking about myself. I have always attributed my early troubles in life, uh, especially from my mid-teen years to my early 20s, to selfish, sinful behavior. And that's valid and true. I had a price to pay. I paid an expensive price. It came with some weight. I still bear some of that. Um, the refreshed or new thought that came to me while I was studying for this message was that, yes, my trouble was truly a result of sinful, um, selfish behavior, but even a more narrow uh, understanding, it was the result of me not honoring my mother and father. And when I look backwards now, um, when I was early teen, um, even before that, but especially then through my, through my early 20s, I especially remember that I chose to not honor my parents. And that's a, that's a breaking of the fifth commandment. Um, it's God's word. That's the primary source. And it seems like the trouble that came a lot to me as a result of breaking other commandments as well, but especially the fifth commandment. If and when, and I'm guessing that some of us or all of us, likely all of us, if we looked in the mirror and were very honest, we could say, when you don't honor your father and your mother, life will not go easy, period. When you choose to not honor your father and your mother, life will, choose, life will not go easy for you. And that was my experience. Some of you were raised in Christian homes where you recognized you'd broken God's law and, and that was good. And yet in the, in the kindness and mercy of God, he 
he freed you or guided you to a place that wasn't as resistant as what I was, um, but that's what my situation that's what my situation comes uh, was. You may be able to get away with some things, but know this: you're always going to reap what you sow. Everyone is always going to reap what you sow. I could point at wrong things that my parents did if I tried to explain or justify my breaking of the fifth commandment. And they did some things that were wrong, but my responsibility is my responsibility. And your responsibility is your responsibility. And that's true for children. It's true for teenagers. It's true for us as adults. Um, We have that responsibility. The reality is I am responsible for me. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the uh, upon the land which the Lord your God has given you honor being respectful this is what it means in word and action with an inward attitude of esteem for their position i can do the right thing i can do the right thing at the right time and i can have an attitude that is take a hike i don't want to be around you and I forfeit all of the honor your father and mother um, uh, benefits because my attitude is, is inappropriate. Or I might decide I'm not going to do what I ought to do. Being respectful in word and action with an inward attitude of esteem for their position. As a child honoring our mother and father, uh, it involves obedience to them, listening to, listening to them. But I want us to hear that Exodus chapter 20, the fifth commandment, and over in Deuteronomy chapter 5, he isn't writing specifically and only, probably even more, much more so, to adults. It isn't just children. It's to us as adults as well. This commandment is given in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. It's repeated in Deuteronomy chapter 15. We also find it sprinkled in various places in the Old and the New Testament. Honor your father and mother that, the, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God has given you. That's the promise. It's the first commandment with a promise that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God has given you. Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 16. Honor your father, your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you that your days may be long. That's the promise that you may be well, that it may be well with you in the land which the Lord your God has given you. As a child, even as an adult, if you choose to resist and stiff arm that, um, we're going to reap what we sow. So for the handout for the boys and girls, the first picture that you see, the answer would be, it's a promise, not a trick. God doesn't trick us. It's a promise. He said, if this, then this. If you don't do this, then you don't get this. It's kind of like salvation. It's, it's, it's a conditional thing. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Don't believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You won't be saved. Honor your father and mother. Your life will go well. Your days will be long. It, that doesn't mean free of difficulties, but there's a promise attached to it. There are so many people that want to grab a hold of the promises that are offered in God's word, but don't want to do the conditional responsibility that is present as well. It's a, the promise is, it's a, it's a promise, it's not a trick, a conditional promise. If you do this, then you'll get this. The Holy Spirit would later have Paul include this commandment in his epistle to the Ephesians. You know it. 
Paul is listening, excuse me, listing various individuals and groups and giving them instructions like husbands and then wives and then children and dads and bond servants or slaves to the children. This is what he said, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. Here it's for children. Over in Exodus chapter 20 and Deuteronomy 5 and Leviticus and some other places as well, it's for everybody. It isn't just for children. Um, and this is what it says in Ephesians 6, children. Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you, you may live long on the earth. Here in Ephesians, it's an instruction to children, but at the giving of the law, there was no child-only focus. It was for everybody, even especially, I believe, adults receiving that commandment as well, the entire nation. In honoring one's mother... The smallest things seem significant, like my speech. Have you ever observed or did you participate in your speech not being polite to your mother, not honoring your mother the way you should, having an attitude with the way that you responded, or responding appropriately, but in your mind and in your heart, it was take a hike, I don't care what I want, to, I'm going to do what I want to do. My speech, speaking politely rather than with an attitude, is something that children can do, and it's something that adults can do as well. My actions also, as a child doing what I'm told with a right heart attitude, as an adult not doing something that would shame your parents. Your parents might not be alive. Mom, mom might not be alive. That doesn't mean you can't honor her and her name and her, and her uh, position. My thoughts controlling what I allow my mind to dwell on. Even when it has nothing to do with the mother-father relationship, I'm honoring or not honoring them and their name because of who I'm choosing to be before the Lord. And obviously, our greatest concern is to be pleasing to the Lord, and we find that one of the things that he found significant enough that he put it in the Ten Commandments and two or three other places is honor your father and your mother. It's a big deal. It isn't just a small deal. You might think, why do my thoughts have something to do with honoring my parents? Everything a person does gets processed through their thoughts. And if I would choose to bring shame upon myself, it isn't just upon me. I'm taking my mother and my father and their reputation and the name of Tharp through the things that I go through as well. And so it isn't just, it isn't just for little children. It's for all of us and still. Moms have a unique, special ministry from the Lord. I want to quote something. In Titus chapter 2, verse 4, older women are instructed to teach younger women in several areas, one of which is to love their children. Because the, they flow from the Lord, children do. The Greek word um, comes from the, from the same word of love as phileo, that of a brotherly love, Yet this word represents a special kind of mother love. The idea that flows out of this word is that of caring for one's children, nurturing them, affectionately embracing them, meeting their need, recognizing each one as a unique gift from the hand of God. And it isn't just a put up with them until they're gone from the home. It is genuine ministry in the lives of the children that are in the home. Moms have a special place. Handouts. Everyone is to honor their father and mother, second place. Everyone is to honor their father and mother. It's not just for children. I'm 65 years old. Both of my parents are gone, and yet I still have the responsibility of honoring the Tharp name. 
And if you're an adult here, maybe your parent is alive, you still have the privilege and the responsibility and the command from Ephesians, excuse me, rather from from Exodus chapter 20 and Deuteronomy chapter 5 of honoring your folks, even if they might not be walking this earth. This is significant to God, honoring your father and, and your mother. It's in the Ten Commandments. It's the fifth one. Again, we find in Leviticus, listen to this, Leviticus 19, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, and this is what he chose to list in this particular passage, speak to all the congregation of the children of Israel and say to them, you shall be holy for I, the Lord your God, am holy. That doesn't surprise us. What surprises me is the second thing that he lists is honoring your parents. Verse 3, every one of you shall revere his mother and father and keep my Sabbath. I am the Lord your God. Revere your mother, your father, that, was, that is treat them with respect. Stand in awe of them because it's a position that God has given. Whether they're good at what they do or not, it's a position that he placed. Stand in awe of them. Fear them in the sense of it's a big deal to God. It isn't a cower in the corner about what they might do. It is God has given me my mother and my father and I should honor them in my speech, in my action, in the things that I do. God gave instruction to Moses for the nation when they would come into the promised land. I thought this was interesting. I know I've read it because I've read the book several times, but this stood out. I'm in Deuteronomy chapter 27, rather, and this is what it says. Now Moses, with the elders of Israel, commanded the people, saying, Keep all the commandments which I command you today. It shall be on the day when you cross the Jordan to the land which the Lord your God has given you, that you shall set up for yourselves large stones, whitewash them with lime. You shall write on them all the words of this law when you've crossed over, that you may enter the land which the Lord your God has given you, a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord God uh, said to your fathers and promised you. That's not uncommon. We know that. They were instructed to set the stones on a mountain called Mount Ebal, Mount Ebal rather. It's uh, in chapter 4, verse through 8, that he gives some of the instruction of Deuteronomy chapter 27. This Mount Ebal is in the promised land of Israel, I'm quoting, near the middle of Samaria. It's one of the pair of what's called or referred to as the Twin Peaks. Mount Ebal is one place, the other is called Mount Gerizim. Tradition holds that the location of the Twin Peaks, Mount Ebal and Mount Gerizim, is, uh, is such that the people beneath the mountain could hear the words being read on either, on either mountain. Over the centuries, various groups have experienced this, um, and they claim that that's the truth. And so what happened is the children of Israel entered the promised land Moses didn't get to because he... Um, It cost him his life. He didn't get to go into the promised land, so Joshua led them in. They went to this place where there was Mount Ebal and Mount Gerizim, and they stayed there. And the the Levites read the entire law and everything that was spoken there. And they didn't have microphones, but they all within this particular geographical setting could hear the men that were reading the things that were from the Lord. And then it says in Deuteronomy 27, Moses commanded the people, so he's foretelling what would happen on that same day, there shall stand on the Mount Gerizim, to bless the people when you crossed over the Jordan and he chose what tribes would stand on this mountain, Mount Gerizim. They would be for blessing. Simon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, uh, Joseph, and Benjamin. And these shall stand on Mount Ebal to curse 
Reuben and Gad, Asher, Zebulun, Dan, and Nephtali. And so he had some standing on one mountain that would pronounce blessings on the people after they heard the law. Then he had others from the tribes stand on the other mountain, and their purpose was to curse the people that would choose to not be obedient to the law. It's as if God wanted the blessing and the cursing to be clearly separated. Do this and be blessed. Don't do this and be cursed. And that's what happened. After the battle of Jericho and Ai, Joshua led the people to Mount Ebal and did all that the Lord God uh, had commanded Moses. He gathered the people together to read the law. Half of the people stood in, in front of Mount Gerizim. Half of them stood in front of Mount Ebal. And Moses, a servant of the Lord, as Moses, a servant of the Lord, had formerly commanded when he gave instruction to bless the people of Israel, that's Joshua chapter 8, verse 33, if you're interested, with the children of Israel divided on the foothills of these two mountains, the the Levites stood in the valley between them and read all the words of the law. And in the midst of all of the words of the law that they read, it was, have no other gods before me. And very high in the list, number two actually was, honor your mother and honor your father. And this isn't to children. It included children. It's to the adults and the children and the significance of honor your father, and honor your mother. It's God's system. We try and redefine, not we, but our society tries to re, rewrite the laws and rules and morality. God's plan is a father and a mother and children and everyone honoring their parents no matter what age they were, whether they're still alive or still not alive. I have the responsibility of still bearing the name of, Jerry, of, of the Tharps. And while my parents aren't here, I can honor them. It happened in Deuteronomy chapter 27, verse 14, this. The Levites shall speak with a loud voice there between these two mountains and say to all the men of Israel, Cursed is the one who makes a carved or molded image, an abomination to the Lord, the work of the hands of the craftsmen, and sets it up as secret. He did this, didn't let anybody know. And all the people shall answer and say, Amen. And so you have the entire nation hearing cursed is the man who, 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 who makes a carved or molded image, an abomination to the Lord, and does it secretly as a craftsman. And everybody said amen. The next one, cursed is the one, excuse me, cursed is the one who treats his father and his mother with contempt. And all the people shall say amen. Not just the children saying that. It was the grown-up saying that. It was the grown-up men saying that. The grown-up moms and women saying that. And everyone saying amen rather than treating your father and mother with contempt. The next one, cursed is the one who moves his neighbor's landmarks. And all the people said amen. And so on this Mount Ebal, as they entered into the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey, the Levites reminded them, don't do this or you're going to be cursed. Do this and you're going to be blessed. It's the fifth commandment. Honor your father and your mother. It's the first commandment with a promise. So within the hearing of all the people, Mount Gerizim and a mount, uh, was a mount of blessing. Mount Ebal was the mount where the curse was spoken. And kids on the handout, honor your father and mother and do not curse them. I think we would be surprised how easy it is for us to curse our father and our mother. With our speech, with our attitude, with our action, and we say, I'm an adult, and I'm on my own, but that's not what God's word has to say. We might be surprised to discover how our attitudes and words spoken underneath our breath might fall under being a curse. 
our spirit-enlightened conscience, usually condemning us if and when we fall into that. How does someone curse their mother or their father? Is it only with my mouth that I speak curses about my mother or my father? Could be. Certainly that would fit. But when I'm whining and complaining, I might not be there yet. But when I'm whining and complaining, ultimately it leads to verbal rejection of their position and their wisdom and what, what, what their insight and their wisdom gives to me. Somewhere in there, I pass from being a blessing to my parent to being a curse. And that's a strong place to be. When my actions, which, my, which follow my thoughts, no matter how fleeting, cause their name to be disrespected. Finally, I want you to look at Psalm 127. This would be kids on your handout. Children are a heritage from the Lord. Children are a heritage from the Lord. And I know we know that, and this is an appropriate day to emphasize it. Psalm 127, a song of a sense of Solomon. Unless the Lord builds the house... They labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It's vain to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrow, for he gives his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. And if you're a mother today, you might need to be reminded because sometimes there are difficult days. But inside of your heart, with the Spirit opening your eyes, you recognize every child that I have is a heritage from the Lord. And the 3,000 kids that walk this earth in Togo because of the ministry of beautiful feet are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. Heritage comes from a word that literally means something that runs down, like a river or a brook, something that flows. And the thought is that children flow from, they run down from the plan of our Heavenly Father. It also has the meaning or the idea of an inheritance, like a possession or a property. Children are an inheritance a heritage, something that flows from the Lord. And, and, it, and, and it doesn't matter whether they're always walking and doing what they ought to do, just like you don't always walk and do what you ought to do. Children are a heritage from the Lord. Moms, you have the privilege, sometimes a difficult one, but the privilege of being available for your kids, like 11.30 or 12 o'clock at night sometimes because they don't feel very well. Being available for your kids, being involved in their lives, teaching them about God and life, training them to develop their interests and strengths, disciplining, nurturing, being a godly mom, model to them and for, and for them. Not just mom, dads have that as well, but we're talking about moms today on Mother's Day. Later in life, being an ear for the adult kids that you have and appropriately offering advice all the time, praying for and seeing and seeking to encourage them in life and in the Lord. Always remember that children are a heritage from the Lord. Amen? They flow from the Lord. It isn't something that I block or that I complain or whine about. 
They're a, they're a heritage. They flow from the Lord. And today um, we want to recognize that God's plan is the plan of a mother and a father and children, and that's the responsibility that we have. Now, sin comes into the picture, and it has just messed everything up, but it doesn't change the plan that God has. Um, Children, adult children or younger children, have the responsibility and the privilege of honoring their mother and their father, which is the first commandment that comes with a promise as well. And so today we want to say thank you, moms. Um, If you're here, mom, you're here and you're a mom, why don't you just listen to this and this is for you. And let's just go ahead and clap and say thank you to them. (laughs) Heavenly Father, we bow before you. We thank you that we have and serve a God who has a plan and recognizes the significance of the family unit. We live and confess that we live in a world that is seeking to undermine and destroy rapidly your plan. And we choose to honor you and your plan of honoring the Lord God as well as the mother-father unit and children, um, whether they're younger or adults, honoring their, their mothers and their fathers. We thank you for your plan. We thank you for the moms that are present here, Lord. Um, Not all of them have it easy. Uh, Nobody has it really easy, and there are some that have it even difficult. We ask for your grace and your mercy and wisdom as as they look to you to raise their children in a way that's pleasing to you. Lord, thank you that we can trust you in a world that has fallen completely uh, off, uh, out of balance. And we thank you that you're strong and worthy of our worship and our service. And we pray that in Christ's name. Amen.